Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Truck Guy Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Guy. This is episode number four of our second season, and we are so glad to have you along as our listeners. The Truck Guy Podcast is your dirt road ride to fresh inside takes on the latest truck news and test drives, some how-to tips, and probably a dose or two of high-octane opinion. In this episode, we're hitting the road with Derek McNaughton. He is an Ottawa-based journalist with an eye for pickup trucks and, thanks to works in construction, is inclined to use the things for which they are intended. Derek and a colleague recently spent over 5,500 kilometers behind the wheel of a new Toyota Tundra, well, two of them actually, making the epic journey down from Whitehorse to Toronto over the span of about a week. So ride along as he describes the differences between Toyota's new hybrid powertrain and its regular gasser, what he thinks about the truck's new interior and some edges it has over its competition, and what it was like driving alongside bison in the wilds of Yukon Territory. All that's coming up in the next half hour on the Truck Guy Podcast. This is the Truck Guy Podcast with your host, Matthew Guy. Eric, welcome to the show. Good morning, Matthew. How are you? Doing fantastic, sir. How are you? Good, good, good. Thank you. Good, good. I should say welcome back to the show because you were on during season one as well. So thank you for coming back. I guess, uh, you know, it didn't, didn't treat you too badly or anything. No, no, it didn't hurt me. <laughs> <laughs> didn't embarrass me too badly. No, that's fantastic. Um, and there's been, you know, you've had a lot of adventures Um Still with Toyota trucks uh, since you were here last time, um, and this time around you were you you've just finished a epic fifty five hundred kilometer journey uh, from the tundra to Toronto, really in a tundra. Is that right? Cor- yeah, correct. <clears throat> it was. I think "epic" is the right word to describe that trip. It was. It was a long, long haul. Uh, it was. I miscalculated. I thought it was going to be six days of driving, and it was actually seven. And I didn't realize that until I was on the trip. And I was like, wait a minute. I started doing the uh, one, two, three, four. That's seven days. Because <laughs> um, I guess I was calculating six nights, which maybe, which it actually was. So anyways. Was- you're, you're, you're calling home to the family saying, no, I'm not going to be home till Friday. Sorry, you're, you're on your own. <laughs> exactly. It was 5,648 kilometers total, I think. Wow. Um, uh, yeah, long haul. And uh, and it was twenty four hundred dollars in fuel. Uh, 
That's incredible. So you guys were driving. There were two of you, right? There was yourself and a colleague, and you were driving a Tundra TRD Pro, which would have been a hybrid, right? Correct. That's hybrid. Yeah, the TRD Pro only comes in hybrid now. Yeah. So the so the backstory is there was um, Toyota Canada got two prototype trucks right at the very beginning of the Tundra's new development. <clears throat> Um, so they got two prototype trucks. There was a TRD Pro, an orange a solar octane one, and a green uh, SR5 with the TRD off-road package. It was the long box, uh, so Crew Max with a 6.5 box. Um, that configuration you can only get in the 22 models. Uh, a lot of people complained before you could, couldn't get a long box with the Crew Max. Um, now you can. It's a nice because it gives you a really long wheelbase. Um, so, yeah, these, these two trucks were uh, the two prototype trucks that were given to Toyota Canada to kind of do some development, uh, some media work, all that kind of thing. And then um, uh, Howard and Stephen Elmer, the guys from Truck King, uh, they had previously taken some older Tundras up to Labrador in a test of endurance to see how they could do. And in when the new ones came out, they said to Toyota Canada, look, you know, these trucks are supposed to be just as tough as the old. Why don't you let us take them from Vancouver up to the Arctic Ocean, up through Inuvik? Wow. And so yeah, that was an epic journey for sure. And they did that very early spring. I think it was late March. So they took the trucks, a uh, long journey. It's all on uh, Truck King's website uh, on their YouTube channel. And uh, and then the trucks ended up there relatively unscathed. Uh, you know, some rock chips, the, the windows, the windshields took a bit of, a couple of hits because most of the Dempster Highway is all gravel. So exactly, I can only imagine. I mean, that whole Dempster Highway with with trucks and, and tractor yeah. trailers coming towards you and yeah, yeah, it's a it's a quite a road actually, and the building of the road is a, is a quite an accomplishment in itself. Um, it's a story unto itself, you know. Right over the tundra, you know, can't remember how many zillion tons of uh, of gravel actually went down on it, but. Uh, a pretty neat story, and so those the boys took the trucks up there, and then um, they brought them back to Whitehorse, and that's where they kind of left them. And they said, and they were just caked in mud, just like they were not solar octane anymore, or they weren't green anymore. No. They were they were Arctic brown. Arctic. <laughs> so, that's a, a new color for twenty twenty four. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> they have desert tan now. They've got Arctic brown. <laughs> um, and so Toyota was going to just flat deck the trucks back to Toronto. And then they said, wait a minute, maybe we can get some, there's gotta be somebody stupid enough to take these, to drive these trucks back. And that's when they thought of me. So, uh, so they actually, well, post media. So they contacted, uh, they contacted us and said, look, do you, do you guys want to bring these trucks back from the Arctic? And originally I was thought, you know, no way. That is like, that's painful. That's just like, just, you know, pour vinegar in my eyes. So, um, uh, but you know, it's, then I started thinking about it. I'm like, well, actually that might not be a bad road trip, you know, and everybody's busy, of course. And I thought, well, can I make the time to do this? And so I called my friend and colleague, Jeff Wilson, who writes for Trader and, um, and said, look, Jeff, would you be, want to do this? There's two trucks up there. We can take tight on these and back. Do you want to go on this epic could be an epic drive <clears throat> we don't know and they have no idea yeah. right this is uncharted yeah. yeah yeah it is and so he's he kind of like oh, oh let me let me sort this out you know he sort of jumped at the opportunity so then i was thinking i talked about it with family and they're like why wouldn't you go this is like a really great opportunity i just thought my original thought was like oh that's just so much time behind the wheel but then it was like well you know this is a pretty special 
kind of trip and it, it's a it goes through places that a lot of people you know pay a lot of money to, you know the alaska highway is, is is just something else altogether so and sure enough uh so i accepted you know let's do this we figured did all the logistics flew up to whitehorse um picked up the trucks at the dealership they were all clean and prepped and the guys were telling me how dirty they were and how hard it was to get all the mud out they spray washed them for days and they finally got them all clean they must have had to chisel off some of the mud. It must have been inches. It really was. And even after they had them up on the hoist and they pre-washed them for hours, um, there was still mud, you know, in places there shouldn't have been mud. But the trucks held up well on that journey. So now it was a question of bringing them back and, and just, you know, how are they going to hold? This was all going to be highway on the way back, but it's a long haul. And, you know, the truck is brand new. Um, these are prototype trucks. Um, there's been, you know, a couple of quirks with the truck, you know, just minor kind of issues. So um, we weren't really worried about the durability or anything, but um, it was also a chance to really get to know the behavior and the mileage of these trucks and, and to see some spectacular scenery. And in that front, it didn't disappoint because the trip from Whitehorse down to Dawson Creek is like it was literally like being dropped into the land the time forgot you 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 could not believe just like the spectacular scenery every everywhere you looked there was no people there's no hydro poles there's no just a road and hardly any traffic at that time of the year it was it was um you know it was late late april uh sorry or sorry uh early may and uh <clears throat> and it was just we couldn't believe how much uh, you know, there's caribou, there's, there's moose as we got farther down to Ontario, but up north, you know, there's wild bison, uh, elk here. Just there on the, on yeah. the side of the road. Yeah. It's like, did we just kind of get transported back a thousand years? It shouldn't <laughs> be like this. <laughs> I, I would say that other than the road that you were driving on, there was probably no human made items within your vision Nothing. at times like all we could see is trees wow. rivers and mountains and just you know and then when we stopped to take a few photos there'd be some wild fox running by no but it was the first two two days were the most spectacular scenery i've ever seen anybody yeah i i can't just walt disney eat your heart out right just so much nature and so much wow. and anybody who's even thinking about the drive don't hesitate just go do it it's crazy yeah, just be careful on the fuel. We had to be we had to be a bit mindful, you know, where we filled up and the the stretch from Whitehorse down to Dawson. There isn't a whole lot in between. <clears throat> we stayed at a place called Liard Hot Springs. It is an actual. Um, there are actual actual uh, natural hot springs there, and we went in, and they were like super hot. It was like, you know, a bit sulfury, but holy smokes! And uh, the province has made it into a little sort of pocket park. It's really kind of a nice space and. Yeah, and we stayed with the um, and the the uh, Native Reserve has a, a little log cabin there that we stayed in. So uh, it was it was really quite 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 unique. Yeah, a lot of character. And 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 you're still pretty far north because you would have like even though you traveled probably seven or eight hundred kilometers on that first day. Yeah, we were just on the very sort of uh, northeast tip of BC at that point, um, and then you know through BC the rest of BC and then into Alberta was a pretty good drive. That was <clears throat> very interesting. Um, but then you, and then you get into Saskatchewan, which is also kind of, kind of epic in its own way because it's just so flat. It's just so vast. The sky is so big and it was really quite majestic. And the sunsets were beautiful. 
Um, and then you get Manitoba, which is, yeah, it's, that's a bit of a grind. It's tough. It's flat. It, mm-hmm. As far as you can see, there's not a lot of, I mean, there's not a lot to see really. Well, yeah. And because it was early spring, like it was all just fallow fields, right? So it was just all dirt. So as far as you, it's literally like crossing the outback, I think in Australia, you know, so just dirt, um, no, hardly any trees or anything. So, and then when you get into Northern Ontario, and you think, oh, we're in Ontario. We're, you know, we're not too far from Toronto. Well, you realize how vast Ontario is. But when you get in Northern Ontario, it's like, wow, you realize how much you miss the trees. And then, uh, and then all around the top of Lake Superior is really just so majestic. Beautiful, beautiful places up there. Just fantastic. That whole Canadian shield with the, with the, uh, yeah, just looks fantastic. We're going to take, we're, we're going to take a quick break to hear from a sponsor. When we come back, we're going to talk about the trucks. I look forward to it. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And we're back with Derek McNaughton, who has traveled 5,640 kilometers all the, all the way from all the way from the tundra down to Toronto in two tundras. So the, the TRD Pro had the hybrid and the SR5 off-road had the um, non-hybrid, non-hybrid gasser. What, what, what were your impressions, Derek, like between the two engines, like in terms of power? Like was the, was the hybrid faster accelerating, say, to 100 or did it have more passing power or what, what, what's your take? When you look at the numbers, the TRD Pro hybrid, 437 horsepower, 583 pound-feet of torque. Uh, compared to 389 horsepower and 479 in just the regular gas truck. So, so Jeff and I were quite curious on just how quick these trucks would be against each other. And we did a couple of drag races from zero to a hundred. And those trucks were neck and neck right to the finish to a hundred kilometers every single time. So that was pretty cool. But interesting where the hybrid really kicks in is in the passing range. So when you get, when you go out to pass somebody, you know, if you're doing 80, 90 and you want to get past somebody, the, the 80, 90 to 130 sort of range, that thing is just pulls and pulls super, super well. Um, and you're really impressed with the power and you notice it when you go to pass with the regular gas truck. Now, yeah. both trucks feel just as smooth, uh, you know, when it's, uh, the 10 speed transmission works so well, uh, with that engine really good. It's the pairing is perfect. Actually. I don't know. I don't, nobody's made any complaints. I love the feel of it. Um, but that's where you really notice the power of the hybrid and that hybrid is set up to deliver, uh, 
it's not for fuel economy so much. It's more for the power. And they've said that right out of the gate. They never said, you know, look, we're trying to be, you know, super efficient with this hybrid. Um, no, it's all meant for the power sandwich between, you know, the engine and transmission. It's meant for power and it, it does deliver. Um, and it would be good, you know, the, the torque numbers, I think, you know, jump a little earlier. Um, if you're off-roading with the pro as well so that's a big benefit and and then if you're towing um the hybrid's also a bit more of a benefit there too and around town as you'll notice a bit better gas mileage for sure yeah. because that's when the hybrid can actually do its thing out on the highway the hybrid's not really doing very much and we noticed that in the fuel economy so interesting so what what was that like how, how did the fuel economy shake out because I, I i i can get you um what you're talking about because you have that extra power on the highway but around town the hybrid can do its thing and chip in a little bit more uh, while you're accelerating into traffic or whatever but on the highway you're you were finding that they were about par or yeah so that's what we thought we thought they'd be very close uh now that now the pro you got to remember it's got a little bit bigger tires the truck's a little bit wider it's a little taller a little less aerodynamic the sr5's got a de uh, deployable front spoiler which helps with aerodynamics a little bit um all these little things so after the first day uh we noticed we got about 12.2 ish or in range with the gas truck and we got 14.2 liters per hundred with the pro so a higher consumption with the pro um again you know part of it's the you know the shape the, the tires of the truck tires make a huge difference um and but those uh, those that consumption is based on speeds of about 120 130ish kind of thing that's cuz up north the, there's no traffic as far as you can see is a straight line sometimes so you know, we were able to you know make some good uh, make some good good speeds there but then once we got into northern ontario and you know ontario's a bit more draconian with the speed limits and you know it's 80 90 sort of thing um and we were stuck to you know 100 or lower we noticed a pretty big improvement there the hybrid would actually kick in sometimes at 80 to 90 you know 100 if you're you know so coasting on a flat or maybe even a little bit downhill so that's when we sort of we saw an improvement on both trucks um the gas truck would drop to below into the 10-ish range and then the hybrid would drop into the 11-ish range definitely an improvement as you went along and then if so i think if you did um just highway and you're really careful you can definitely get into the tens um with the hybrid and you can get probably into the nines with the gas I, I, i've seen other people get in you know the high nines with the hybrid too um but again a lot of it depends on tires um aerodynamics play a big part the the more interesting thing on the two trucks like yeah gas mileage of something um so the pro a little bit more thirsty but in terms of ride comfort, because the Pro is a really great ride. It's a nice dynamic, you know, it feels good. It rides really well. It's a, it feels really live, alive. It's very responsive. Um, the SR5 with the off-road package didn't feel that kind of same way, but on a highway trip, it was more comfortable. Partly, again, <clears throat> tires, it comes with these Michelin LTX, which are a bit softer. Um, but it also has a long wheelbase. So both Jeff and I kept saying when we switched, because we switched trucks every day, um, when we got into the truck, we're like, wow, I can't believe how comfortable the SR5 is on this on these roads. It was just a really comfortable truck. That's not to say it's better than the Pro, because um, the Pro, I like driving the Pro. I never got tired, never got drowsy. It just it just always felt more dynamic, the, the SR5, but 
was definitely more comfortable. Like just as, wow, this is a really soft, you know, good ride. It's the off-road package does give you the Bilstein shocks that I think it makes a big difference. Um, and all those, all those little things add up the, the longer wheelbase and Toyota is smart. You know, they're listening. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like that. That's a really nice configuration. And like I said, yeah, it gives you a longer uh, wheelbase, um, which is nice. I would have, I bought a 22 as well and I would have bought the longer, uh, the crew max with a long box, but it wouldn't fit my garage. <laughs> that is a consideration. You know, the SR5 is a great truck. It doesn't come with the 14 inch screen, multimedia screen, uh, which it, it really is a great system. Ours, these were pre-production trucks. So there was a couple of glitches here and there with those trucks. Uh, you know, I have to admit I own a 22 limited and I've had zero issues with that, uh, with that screen, with my, with my connection issues. Uh, once, once you're connected, you know, you get in, it says, welcome Derek, uh, you know, and, and it's got a really nice, uh, uh, if you just press the button, you can say, Hey, Toyota, where's the nearest Tim Hortons? And it'll say, you know, it'll show you on the map and then it'll highlight it for you. Do you want to go there? Yes. And then away you go. And we used it a couple of times. We use Google maps mostly. On, on the way across and we use the big screen on the trd pro to sort of lead us the way and um it's it's nice having that big monitor now you don't get that with the sr5 you only you have to step up to the limited to get that big screen it's too bad because it's a really it's a good it's a nice uh you know good size and it's easy to see and operate and it, it's it's neatly integrated and there there are definitely some vehicles out there that perch that have the ipad on the dash type look and I know this one, the, the big screen sticks up a little yeah. bit uh, from those vents that are on each side of it. All they needed to do, like it does, but they could have integrated it before. Because if you look at the shape of the Tundra, it's got all these sort of, you know, flat lines. And then they're just angled on both sides. If they'd have done that with that screen at the top, it would have fit much more. It would have looked like, oh, yeah, it was built for the Tundra. But they're going to be using this for other vehicles, too. Right? Yes, the stuff. parts are always scattered amongst the empire, aren't they? <laughs> yes, exactly. You know, it's, uh, 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 you know, we learned a lot about those two trucks. Um, the TRD Pro, uh, you know, it is a great truck. It does a lot. Uh, you get a lot of extras, um, you know, pretty good for Did off-roading you grab any for attention sure. from, from, uh, uh, from passers-by when you were stopping, like, with the TRD Pro? Crazy. Crazy. Every town we stopped in, you could see people you know, dropping their coffees, looking at us, you know, what the heck is that? And, you know, people coming up to us, oh, is that the, you know, the new Tundra? Probably because it's a brand new truck. It's been so long in the making. I mean, Matthew, you and I both know this was like the longest gestation in history. (laughs) The last truck was, I was on the launch of the 2007 Tundra. And I was like, this is a great truck. I really liked it then. And then we kept thinking, you know, okay, 2014 is going to be a brand new truck. It's the same truck. I mean, Gen 2.5, sure, but, you know, some new headlights and things like that. But, you know, up until this year, it's been the same truck since 2007. That's got to be the longest, the oldest truck. But, you know, that's Toyota recouping their development costs, right? And the new truck will probably run maybe not quite as long because I think they realize people – uh, the competition moves too fast. If you look at the new Sierra, you know, that's a really nice truck. Um, you know, and, and, and in some ways, a lot of people say the new Tundra is just caught up to the competition. And I'd say they have for sure. They've caught up and they've, ex- they've, they passed it in a few areas. Um, um, but they, 
Yeah, there's still a few things that they could do. Um, the biggest gripe, I think, for a lot of people is, um, I think, dependability and reliability and quality, which have always been, you know, a Toyota and a, and a Tundra hallmark. Um, I think those will continue for sure. Um, like, like, you know, I've been I have zero issues with mine since I've had it uh, in January. Um, uh, um, and, and, and resale too. Like, uh, it's crazy that, you know, the, what the Tacomas are selling for now. Uh, Reliably, you could have always and will always, I think, get a fortune yeah. for a Toyota truck. Yeah, it seems. I mean, there, you know, you, we, you go back to the Top Gear issue where they tried to kill the Toyota truck and they just could not kill it. And it was indestructible. You know, it's one of the best issues ever. But, um, but, you know, just speaking to the Tundra in, in, gen, in general, it's, um, it's it's a good work truck um where they kind of you know missed is uh and, and people have complained about this is you know there's there's getting access to the bed this is where the competition is just really you know killing you know uh, or not killing it's where where they really beat Toyota. um there's no access to the rear bed you know a lot of guys their own trucks are older they're like me you know they're 40s 50s and like there's no bed step. If you look at Chevy's corner bed steps, that's that's brilliant. You know, it's super easy to get in and out of the bed. Ford's got there's no moving parts. There's yeah, yeah. Ford, yeah, moving parts with Ford's bed step. But but the GM one is brilliant. And so Toyota's answer is to have this little kick step. But you only get the kick step on the Platinum in the 1794 version. You don't get it on the Limited and all the other trucks, all the work trucks from the you know from the highest end down. You don't get them. You know, there's no way. So getting in and out of the bed, because they redesigned the bumper, so there's no place to step to access the bed. It's my, my only gripe about the truck, if I have a gripe. That's that. That's it. I think you're right. I think that there's definitely some room. And I think, you know, we'll see that. Toyota's pretty good at listening. So there might be, you know, some uh, innovations there yeah. in the bed, in the box area coming up in the next couple of years. There is one cool thing that I do like um, back there. They've got that little button on the um on the ta on the tail light that's pretty on the nice. driver's side tail light. Yep, it's pretty nice. I use that a lot actually. Um I yeah, bet you do. I got my hands full. I use my truck for work. I put stuff in the back. I just, you know, hit it with my elbow, drop it in. Um the other nice thing is and so far it's been quite good is the box is a is a uh, composite uh composite box. So, you know, hard plastic. Um just like they use in the Tacoma. Very slippery without a bed bat bed mat but with bed interesting mat, yeah with a bed mat it's fantastic so that's cool it's lighter it won't rust um yeah it's uh and it's toyota does, toyota does the full drop of the rear window too which is yeah I it's cannot, yeah. cannot fathom why no one's copied that well I mean, it could be copyright issues or it's actually kind of difficult to build a cab that has that well, apparently i've been told so but it is one of the hallmarks of the tundra i i use that every time i drive side windows down the rear window open it feels like kind of almost semi-convertible it the air flows through so nicely that's one of the best uh, that's one of the greatest design features for sure. and and when you're home, have, yeah. so yeah the other day i had to carry some 16 foot boards i didn't have my trailer and i thought oh what am i going to do so put the window down. And I've got a uh, I've got a cover on my bed, so I could slide them into the front, and then I secured them. You know, flip the back open a little bit. I tie it down into the bed, and I tie it down into the cab. And it's not the safest, but in a pinch, and that's all I, had. I didn't have to move it very far. 
um, you can you can move long things in a pinch. Exactly, and and it's not it's not a mail slot of a window like in some other trucks. Yeah, exactly. I I I, I almost use it as a point of pride when I'm ahead of like a Ram or a Chevy. I like to just power down the window in there, and you can see them in the cab going, "Look at the window." <laughs> <laughs> Hey guys, look at this. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. That's what we do with our trucks. We show them off. Yeah. And in your case, drive them from the Yukon to Toronto. So well done on that. That's fantastic. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, I'm glad I did it in the end. It was, a uh, you know, and it, we did have one little issue, um, uh, that we went out to pass and all of a sudden there's all, you know, through a bunch of, uh, check engine lights. And we were a bit worried because there had been, it's been resolved, but there had been some uh, turbocharged wastegate actuator issues on, I guess a bad batch of parts got in and some, <clears throat> some actuators, you know, were problematic in some trucks. No idea how big the issue is. It doesn't seem very big, you know, several hundred, but uh, there has been no reports of that issue since sort of, I think, April. Um, <clears throat> but when it happened to us, I thought, oh, maybe this is the wastegate actuator issue. It turned out it was the grill shutters in the front, which are meant to also help with fuel economy. And um, those grill shutters got clogged with some dirt at some point. Probably, you know, Stephen and Howard. Um, when they're Driving up there. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah cake cake so they kind of jammed up. And then, uh, but we got it fixed at uh, Toyota dealership in Dawson Creek. They were fantastic. Took care of us. And uh, they sprayed out the grill shutters. They uh, uh, reset the, uh, the the computer, and we are good to go. And there was no issues after that, all the way home. And again, these were pre-production trucks, so you know exactly right. Very, I mean, they they are pre-pros. They're not. Yeah, yeah. And I have to say, you know, they for pre-pro trucks, they did really, really well. That's awesome. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for telling us about the trip, regaling us with your stories, and we really, really appreciate. Oh, you're most Thank welcome. You. Always a pleasure to talk to you, Matthew. Yes, you too, sir. We'll um, best of luck now, and we'll uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Sounds good. Thanks for having me on. That was Derek McNaughton, truck journalist and now long distance driver. So be sure to check out his story about that journey over on driving.ca, and find photos of his trip on his Instagram page at McNaughton Derek. You know, the new Tundra is certainly a quantum leap over the old one, especially since the old truck was around for the better part of 15 years. And it's interesting how the hybrid technology seems to manifest itself in power gains in some driving conditions and fuel economy in other driving conditions. It just goes to show how a brand like Toyota, which has got decades of experience with hybrid tech, can squeeze the best out of an engine in more ways than one. But that's our episode. Big thanks to this week's guest, Derek McNaughton, our producer, Adam Foster, and to all the listeners for joining us on the Truck Guy podcast. Be sure to check out driving.ca where you'll find the best in truck reviews, videos, and breaking news. And while you're there, use the site's comparison tool for head-to-head shopping and sign up for the Blindspot newsletter. That'll be delivered to your inbox featuring a roundup of the week's most important automotive news. And be sure to subscribe to the Truck Guy podcast wherever you get your favorite podcast. Apple Music, Spotify, Amazon Music. So you can listen to this truck-loving Newfoundlander and his guests tell a few stories while talking about pickup trucks and 4x4s. Thanks for listening. (music) 